This is the Roaring Elephant Podcast, and here I am with my final co-host and guest, at least for this series of episodes, Jon. Sounding pretty final there. What do you know that I don't know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There are many things. There are many, many things. Yes, but all good things come to an end, and this will be the last part of the interview we did with John Murdick. <sighs> Sad moments, but uh, let's enjoy what we have left. Indeed. Let's uh, dive on in to a little bit of Gen IA, Gen IA, Gen AI even, um, and how uh, privacy and open source and Gen AI all sort of mix together. Or not. Or not, indeed. So so now that we've kind of done the creative side of things, we've talked nothing about data privacy. Um, <laughs> and maybe that... <laughs> uh, if you still I, have I mean, time, yeah. We still have time. I mean, I, mean the, the, I think the biggest inhibitor that you're going to see of people getting around AI is, is, is being able... You've got to have real good data. And you have to have um, a a model that has some openness to it that people can contribute to. And if I look at a lot of the verticals that I've been working with, and as they've been thinking about AI, those are the two angles where they see where they can put value in. Um, there's a bunch of these great tools that are sort of designed from a horizontal aspect that can apply in a lot of different areas, but the real hard and useful and valuable work um, that enables more valuable work to happen is groups coming together and creating these models. Well, at first, creating data sets, which is really hard to do, um, absent of data privacy and all sorts of other regulations, but also just keeping them pertinent over time. Like, Let's it's just not use just the internet. I mean, internet is there. That's perfect, isn't it? Come on. <laughs> uh, problem solved. Why are we even talking? You know, um, <laughs> until the internet just shuts you off. Because I think Wikipedia did that. They shut off like learning models. Uh, yeah, a bunch of uh, outlets now have uh, robot text files to say, don't crawl me. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, I, I think I mean, yeah, every, every, uh, Every model that's ever been trained on chunks of the internet ends up um, sort of, uh, you know, portraying all of the worst features <laughs> that we ever see on the internet the in some way. Reflection of the creators. Well, yeah, you could yeah. say that. You could say that. Um, I mean, the, the the sort of thing for me is when, whenever kind of trust, especially trust, has ever come up, you know, really open source has been one of the best answers to it. Well, you know, mm-hmm. you can trust this because it is open. Like, here's the code. Here's the detail of the data set. Here's the, like, look into it, investigate it. Like, have your smart people kind of trawl through it. Like, the the sort of the, the trust issues that um, we seem to be facing, so much of them, like seem to be the kinds of things that open source could really answer really nicely. But Mm -hmm. the challenge I think is that we are, um, the open source solutions are so far behind the, the cutting edge. And therefore, although they have 
the, the trust model, I wouldn't say like completely sewn up, but at least they have a good answer to that. They don't, what they don't have is the, the, the traction because they don't have the, the kind of the maturity yet. And they don't, it hasn't reached that point where open source is really starting to out innovate and accelerate past um, a lot of the proprietary world. We're just not at that state yet for a lot of open source um, kind of solutions in this space, at least not that I've seen. No, we're not, but it's going to get there. I mean, there's, yeah. there's no doubt about it because, you know, what we tend to see in a lot of markets when you have a couple of different players, um, you know, the dominant players are, are, are going to try to hold market position as much as they can. And then this next crop of innovators out there are going to realize that what, what those dominant players are considering their core competency is really commodity and they'll come together and build that commodity and leapfrog it. I mean, VMware um, in the early 2000s was really prog before too long of, you know, not only open source, you know, alternatives, you know, to virtual um, um, you know, machine technology, but cloud nativeness, um, which was a whole other thing, you know, that, that kind of, you know, propelled so much of that forward. Um, and, and so we end up sort of seeing over time, like the technology layers, the commoditization um, level just keeps popping up and up and up. And a lot of times for good reason is some of these things just on the back end are are there's not a whole lot of different ways to do them i mean there are to some degree i mean but the the more that you can get a lot of the smart people putting their minds together and doing this really 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 well um it helps there's a recognition that that helps advance everything farther forward so i mean Look, I mean, probably the arguments against open, open source AI, I've not seen all of them, but a lot of them that I've seen kind of equivalent to the same ones around open source code, you know, from decades ago. Um, and the exact reasons why you have stated that open source is a great model for it are really the same ones, you know, that apply here. Um, I, I, what I, what I am fairly confident of is the big uptick of adoption that many folks and probably many of the investors of people that are in the leading ends of the space are are hoping for um that's not gonna really happen until there's um you know openness and, and open governance of of how these models are developed how they're maintained um and whatnot and and frankly i think also you know we'll we'll see some government um entities probably over time want to align with that as an approach too because they have just as many fears um you know from a private sector you know kind of you know overtaking there so i mean in the end of the day i think open source is is, is going to be the way that's going to move this all forward um the path to get there as we all know is completely winding and we have to go through all these iterations and and all this hoopla and all these sads but we're going to get there and and that's 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 where we're going to find ourselves you know lining up at um and and frankly if you talk to anybody and especially people in regulated industries they're gonna say that that's kind of going to be our only way to figure this out is by being able to do this through open source and, and open collaboration and um, you know, open data sets that we can, you know, very well, um, you know, contribute to. And there's going to be hesitation to doing anything but that um, because, you know, there's a new data leak every week and, and things like that popping up. And so, you know, more and more companies are just going to be more 
anxious about sort of their proprietary data. And until they can kind of have a trusted open model so they don't have to worry that my data leak is training some other AI model that's going to go do something else, um, you know, the way you squash that is by having a much stronger engine around open source doing mm. this. Yeah, you know, or at least make it irrelevant. It doesn't go away, but you may it makes it irrelevant, and you see the attention all folds towards one area. So, I mean, but for really regulated environments, the AI model cannot be open. It's it's a neural network. The idea behind neural networks is you put a penny in, something comes out, and you have no idea what it is. If you knew how it worked, it wouldn't be a neural network. It'd be machine learning. So, I mean, I deal with a lot, I work with, with government customers uh, on a daily basis, and for them, as long as uh, neural networks, be them LLMs or simple, or simple mm. uh, convoluted networks or whatever, as long as they aren't explainable, even if the data set's trusted, and actually data sets don't even need to be trusted anymore because you can have retrieval augmented generation, where you add the data with the prompt to get the stuff back so you can kind of control the data flow anyway, you still need to trust the vendors, having it locally running in your own data center is feasible but that's still behind that'll have to crop up but you will never break the the wall of the the the, the, the model being a black box so mm. how would how how is that solved if ever? i think it's the same way with anything you chip away i mean it's the same thing that you know stallman back in the 80s that you know was was looking with you know proprietary software and and the free software movement and you know how the protections put in to make sure that that doesn't get swallowed up with it and look at where we're at over time of open source and a predominant license model ends up being more often than not permissive versus copy left in a lot of circumstance in, in many circumstances and it's it's bet with that idea that um pragmatism wins the day in the end now there is a winding road to get there. And even when I talk with companies about open sourcing code and they they find themselves very much over indexing on all of the IP that I'm giving away by open sourcing this. Mm -hmm. And you start to kind of peel back the onion and you're saying, okay, well, maybe the idea is not open sourcing every last piece of code you have here. Maybe the idea is pulling out sections of it and open sourcing that and kind of, you know, working your way, you know, through there to, to get to an end, right? And so what I would say in probably a lot of those regulated areas, there's gonna have to be probably an iterative approach to do it. Um, are, are there gonna be probably use cases of um, different models that are gonna be next to impossible to fully make open source? Probably. But I feel that, you know, we, we can't use those as the mount, as the, is the big obstacle mountain to not all of these, you know, things being made open, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. Everything gets figured so. out in time. <laughs> Let's give it time. <laughs> time solves everything. Time. Give it time. We'll talk <laughs> next year and it'll be like, well, that AI thing was such a fad. Like we are we are all back to abacuses now. Yeah. Boy, are that the thing. Hey, remember that uh, blockchain thing? Yeah, with a new one and you know. <laughs> uh blockchain, Yon's second favorite topic. Or maybe still his first. Maybe Gen I is now now is now is second. Yeah, close, close tie. Yeah. I think that's I think that's the thing that's like the challenge for the industry is we need to find like a topic that will make John like really cringe. Like how can we get him more cringing than AI? <laughs> <laughs>
I love the attention, but I don't know. <laughs> don't, don't tip your hand because there's like somebody listening. So yeah, definitely. Nah. My <laughs> age. In all fairness, I, I, I cringe too. So I mean, I'm, you, you and I are cut from the same cloth now. I, but, I, I love technology. It's just that how it's marketed sometimes is so wrong. But that's short it's, term. It's well, it's it's well meaning, but I think everything has an effect to it that you have to sort of think through and you have to be okay with. And I think that's that's a little bit of it where you could argue that's sort of where we're at it a little bit with on the AI side of things. Um, that we're at the same time, because the technology is moving so fast, we have not fully wrestled with the implementations of it. Um, I don't feel it is quite as dire as sci-fi movies would make it out to be, <laughs> but it is, well. but, but I think the concerns are real around, especially around, you know, governance, um, you know, data privacy, ownership, you know, how these things are built, how they're applied, things like that, I think are very, very, very valid things that we need to, we need to think through and, the best way you do this is an open conversation and not, you know, a bunch of developers in a in a, a room in San Francisco sorting it out for you. Yeah. Not that developers aren't great people, but... Yeah, but the good thing is that a lot of these issues aren't actually tied to OpenAI. They're much broader than that. It's about oh, trust exactly. is way bigger than that. It's just that the OpenAI yeah. thing is kind of an accelerator to make it in your face. And now you can't get around it anymore. So let's talk about this, hopefully, with a bit of luck. Might maybe so. We're at the beginning of utopia here. We're gonna make fix everything. Everything will work. Everything will be beautiful from now on. All thanks to OpenAI. We'll fix or one, AI we'll or whatever. We'll break another. I mean, that's kind yeah. of like how we tend to work as a society, right? Or, or, or fix one and, and then discover something new that we then need to worry about. So you know, well, it, you know, it, it, it keeps us entertained. Otherwise, we'd be bored, and that would be dull. And what would we ever talk about in a year end? Maybe an episode next week. Come on. <laughs> exactly. 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 Uh, awesome. Well, I think with that, uh, we can we can wrap up there. But as always, um, John, I, it's been awesome uh, catching up with you and talking through some of these wild, varied, and interesting topics and, you know, catching your perspective and just, just chatting through them with you. Always, always yeah. a good time. It, it, it is always a good time. I, I I am very thankful for any of the listeners that have made it to this point and not said what what is John talking about now. Uh, <laughs> this John, not him. Oh, he's, okay. he, this, this, this other John, he's he's spot on. But this guy here is like, where, why is he talking about carpentry? Like this is a tech show. Like what is, what is going on? Well, what is it? <laughs> was big tech in the day. Yeah, it was big back in the day, you know. And, and you know, how many people like do you hear about like that are like big in tech spaces that have this very analog hobby, like yep. carpentry or woodwork? Very or much like so. That, you know, so maybe it's kind of a good counterbalance for us. That's just creative I think people. so. I think so. And it's also like so much of our, I mean, speaking personally, like so much of my work life is it's very ephemeral. Like it's a lot of Zoom calls, it's a lot of documents, it's a lot of meetings, but. You know, I love I have, that. There's I no have, cleaning up afterwards. <laughs> I have a variety of hobbies that are very much uh, things that you know I ache after doing, or you know, once I've done them, there's a physical representation of whatever it is I've been doing. So, like, there's there's definitely uh, uh, a bit of yin and yang balance there. 
Awesome. Definitely. Awesome. Definitely. Anyway, well, thank you very much, John. It's been great. Always time flies. Indeed. Yes, take and, care. Uh, um, and I'm sure we'll probably talk a couple times over the course, at least at the end of the year, and I'm sure maybe sometime during the year. Uh, you're, you're sure to write another book, right? I mean, in six months. No, this is you know you know the interesting thing the, the most the most humbling thing about um, you know this book has been is I maybe mean, I don't remember if I talked about this in the podcast last time but one day I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and, well somebody I, I got a notification from LinkedIn and somebody had said hey we're doing a book club around mm -hmm. this book and I'm like oh my god. I've never thought I'd get to the point where somebody, my book is in a book club. <laughs> um, and I think that was like the most like humbling thing in, in, in all the awesome. world um, to have experience. So, um, and just people just coming up and, you know, just saying, hey, thank you so much. This has been so helpful and, and, and whatnot. Love it. So very cool. Love it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, John, it's been a pleasure once more. I'm sure we will speak to you again in the not too distant yes. future. But hope you had a great Christmas. Hope you have a great new year. And uh, yeah, folks. just thank you as always. Thank you as always. You all do um, amazing work. Um, and uh, the, the podcast is always stellar. And I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you, you, you still keep inviting me back. Uh, maybe it's not intentional, but you, you still keep inviting me back. Um, and uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, this is, I guess I, I look forward to this podcast every year. It's just, it's just a fun, fun conversation and just fun chatting through y'all. Love Thank it very much. All right. Take care, John. Take care. Cheers now. Bye. Bye. And that's it for the last part. Uh, before it's on to me to thank John Murtick one last time, very, very, very much for being uh, such a great guest on our show, always coming with quality information, feedback, content. It's just a joy to have somebody like John on the show. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Indeed, indeed. Couldn't, uh, couldn't have had such a, an interesting and varied conversation without him. And with that, unless you have anything more to add, nope. then that's all the time we have for today. You can support this podcast by becoming a patron. Contributions do help us. It helps us get great guests like this on the, on the show. You can support the podcast. I know we said that, but we are still on YouTube as well. We do video stuff. So if you haven't seen our prefaces yet, you're missing out or not. <laughs> <laughs> you can also still go to www.rollingout.org. There's links to the Patreon page, the YouTube page, information on podcasts, and you can send an email to podcast.rollingout.org. Send us your feedback. Did you like these interviews? Want, to do, want us to do more of this kind of stuff? Let us know. And if you don't like it, let us know as well, and we'll see what we will do. Until next time, my name is Sadion. And my name is Very Private Dave. And we look forward to talking to you again next week. Goodbye. See you then.